Hello, everyone. Welcome to Perfect Timing Podcast. I am your host, Sydney Chandler Monet, and today I have Miss Halima Nash. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the show. You guys, when my mom introduced me to her and everything that she was doing, I read her bio and my job was like on the floor. Like I was like, I have, I'm having her. Oh my God, guys. Oh my gosh. She's done so much. <laughs> and I'm incredibly impressed, impressed with everything that you've done. So you are the founder of Rosecrans Ventures, mm-hmm. which I think is a very beautiful name, which I think is a good segue to my first question. Like, how did you come up with that? And what is it all about? First of all, thank you so much for the invitation. I consider it to be a great honor. I think young people um, elevating voice in authentic ways is, is just a really powerful and beautiful thing. So thank you so much for the invitation. Rosecrans is a street that I grew up off of in Compton, California. Um, it's uh, called Rosecrans Avenue, it's sort of a throughway um, that's like an artery that goes through Compton, California. And so I thought about all of the major intersections in my own life that I had to navigate. Um, my elementary school was off Rosecrans, my middle school, my high school, uh, when I worked at McDonald's uh, was sort of, you know, off Rosecrans. And so I was thinking about my business model and this idea of doing underrepresented talent solutions and helping Gen Zers to figure out how to navigate their local intersections, their internship, their applying for college, their first year in college, their, you know, those sort of major opportunities that can lead you to that big, bold highway. So um, it's old to the city that I came up on. um, And it's also this idea of, you know, sort of a play on the importance of intersections in your life. Wow. That's really creative, you know, like, I never really thought like of an intricate name like that, like based off of something of like a street that you lived off of. I think that was really cute. And, you know, everything that you're doing with uh, your organization is just like, absolutely amazing. So why don't you tell us like, how you're able to keep us, your us Gen Zers, like, you know, interacting and like going on with, with Rosecrans Ventures and like, is there a particular age group that you aim for? Um, well, so I, most of my work is with Gen Z high school to college, college to career. Um, So like folks that are earlier on in career, I also just focus on underrepresented talent solutions, period. So black and brown people that are trying to figure out how to navigate the workforce, um, you know, individuals that are from traditionally marginalized communities, how can I support them uh, in helping them to navigate their space? Right. And you know, something that I discovered when I was uh, doing some workshops over the summer about like getting kids it was like 11 to 14 year olds on how to start their own podcast and things like that um and you know like for me it was kind of difficult to keep them engaged because you know like most of them like if it was most boys like they wanted to play you know basketball or they wanted to play video games or something like that but then I actually had to learn like how do I how can I implement that into creating their own podcast like how can they talk about you know there's sports podcasts everywhere you know talking about you know what was going on in the game there's like you know streamers that talk about games and things like that and like how can I get that implemented into how they can stay interactive and things like that and I think that's something that you would also apply to Roche Trans Ventures um but I also want to know when did you realize that this is what you wanted to do, you know, becoming an entrepreneur and helping out us Gen Zers and things like that? What voice or like, what was that pivotal moment in your life that made that happen? Yeah, you know, it's such a good question. I do think that this was always always a part of my work. There was always a social impact thread. Like when I started mm-hmm. my career, you know, I figured this is, you know, I started in professional sports as an intern doing community relations at the Chicago Bulls. And I remember, mm-hmm. you know, thinking how hard it is to get into sports. 
I wanted to try to figure out how even then as a first time employee and entry level employee, how I can create access to employment for young people. So I had an internship program that was there. The next job where I was working at Chicago Housing Authority, I was doing an employment initiative for summer jobs for people that lived in public housing. And so it's everything is always about how can I be in service to younger self? Like how can I, um, you know, sort of be on a trajectory where I can think about the work that I'm currently doing and also open up doors so that other people can feel like they also have opportunities. And so, you know, entrepreneurship was never something that I aspired to. Um, it was kind of just something that I elevated to, you know, after working and creating a portfolio of experience. And then the pandemic happened. Now people that never work from home are working from home. There are massive layoffs. There are budget cuts. There are all these things that were happening. And I had to decide, you know, do I move on to another job opportunity or do I bet on myself and decide to be an entrepreneur and take this idea that I've had and I've sort of gifted every single workplace that I've worked in, you know, maybe I can turn that into a business idea that I, that I lead, that I own um, myself. And that's what I decided to do in 2020. Yeah. And, you know, that's something that is implemented in a, in a lot of business that were self-made, you know, like, do I want to better myself? Do I want to actually do this? And, you know, Perfect Time Podcast was born through the pandemic. It was just my mom pushing me to be like, what do you want to do that reaches out to the community? Because, you know, I was up like 16, 17 hours a day doing everything from dancing to school. And when all that stopped, I was basically doing nothing. And she was like, I think this can be something for you. And I'm like, uh, no, <laughs> but now look at it, you know, like this is something that I enjoy and that I get to have meet people like you through. And so I think a lot of people, when it comes to entrepreneurship, they find it like, it's like a fun, scary roller coaster and something yeah. that yeah. where we like find the, the bobs and weaves, you know, figuring out for ourselves. And that's kind of like the beauty of it and know, and also knowing that it's also yours. Definitely. Yeah. And I also think that it's, you know, the purpose path looks different for different people. So, you know, you are, you know, thinking about, you know, taking dance classes, being a student, ways that you can take your current experience and then give voice to that experience through a platform, right? You know, so being a podcaster, having this podcast grants you an opportunity where you're on, you're on a purpose path. Right. You know, so for me, that purpose path right now is entrepreneurship. A couple of years ago, it was full time work as an executive director. A couple of seasons before that, it was as an intern. So, you know, I always tell people uh, entrepreneurship might not be the thing. Right. Like being a CEO right. might not be the thing. Right. Like being a creative might not be a thing. Like being a, a, a doctor or a lawyer might not be the thing. It is determining what is that thing for you that is life-giving, that makes you feel like you are living out your purpose in the world. And I think that if you use that as sort of your guiding North Star, then whatever the position is, you'll find yourself not feeling like you're working every day. You, you'll find yourself feeling like you're just living out your purpose. Absolutely. I'm going to ask for some advice on that, you know, like, how do people find their purpose? Because, you know, I've experienced like, like small identity crises, where I'm like, where, where am I going with this? Like, what do I want to do with this? You know, and it's kind of, you know, this scary thing that I think a lot of business owners and people my age that go through, like when they're finding out what their purpose and their passion is, you know, everyone's asking this questions, especially me now, like, about to close out my junior year. 
and you know all these questions about college like what do you want to do in the future and you know like there's still a lot of people that don't know how to answer those questions and you know we still have time but you know what advice can you give to myself or anyone else who's listening who needs to push into in the right direction of finding their purpose or passion well I think you should always you know I'm, I'm just a believer in consulting with talking to using as a soundboard people who you admire to sort of talk through what that looks like the second thing that I would say always have a strategy right like I do one-on-one coaching with young people trying to answer that same question and I take them through an exercise that I call career mapping you know, that can help them to answer certain questions. What are your values? What are the things that you can see yourself doing every single way, day if, if money didn't matter, right? You know, like also money does matter. So what kind of salary do you want to make? What kind of collegiate environment is at an HBCU? Is it a predominantly white institution? Is it local? Is it, you know, like far? Is it global? Is it out of state? Is it in state? Right? Like it's, it's just asking yourself a series of questions to get down to the nuts and bolts of not what you want to do, but who you want to be. You know, like at the end of the day, it's about who you want to be. You know, like people like Mae Jameson, you know, she said she wanted to be creative. She wanted to be an explorer. She, mm-hmm. she also became an astronaut, right? You know, she wasn't pigeonholed into sort of one thing. And so, um, you know, I would say make it a conversation Put yourself a vision board together. Think about all of the colors that come to mind and the environments that come to mind. And once you're done with that vision board, is that vision that you are hoping to create for your life something that's exciting for you, something that makes your soul jump, something that you know you can really feel energized by. And finals get hard and you don't get the grade that you thought, or when you apply for that job and you don't get it. Or when you audition and it doesn't happen, you know, sometimes thinking about sort of the end game big picture is that motivator. And so, you know, I would encourage ask a ton of questions and never think that what you decide right now has to be what is the reality forever, right? Like there are some people that, you know, right now they are loving being a Spanish teacher. And then after a few years, they decide that they want to do something else, right? Their interests and their needs have changed. Wow. I definitely took to heart a lot of what you said about that. And, you know, um, I was recently given advice about like, you know, to, it was one of them, like, take your time. And the other one was like, you can do everything, but not, you don't all have to do it at the same time. And I was like, oh my gosh, you're so right. Because there's all these paths that I wanted to go in my career and things like that. And um, like a quick anecdote about the whole the Spanish teacher wanted to become something else. My, one of my favorite math teachers that actually brought me out to like open my mind and you know I've have actually have an interest in math because you know when, growing up everyone's like oh my gosh ill math you know but this one really inspired me to be like oh my gosh like math can be something interesting it can be something that I can understand and she recently just left my school to become a data scientist actually using math which she's what she's passionate about to implement into our world and how she can help it so I think that really plays into you know everyone's path is changing and things like that. So, but how, I also want to know, how do you let your faith carry you throughout your career and like what you do and like how you go throughout your day? Um, you know, it's, it's the driving force. It's the anchor <laughs> that, you know, I always come back to when it comes to my career. I am a believer. I am a person that, you know, really is, as much as possible, I try to be led by, you know, what I believe to be an opportunity to be God's hands and feet in the world. 
you know, what it means to be an entrepreneur that feels like there is a calling on my life to serve, to be a servant leader. Um, that means that, you know, when I have a terrible day or when I have a rough day or when things don't necessarily go the way that I've thought that they should, you know, I have this anchor to always return to, to guide me and to keep me motivated while I'm trying to motivate other people. And that all secret sauce, like when it comes to entrepreneurship for me, it's, it's entrepreneurship. Yes, but it's servant leadership, you know, because I do believe that this is something that God has called me to do in the world in this season. Right. And I think that's something that I can relate to because, you know, all the people that, you know, have prophesied over my life and they're like, Sydney, you're going places. And like, it took me forever to realize like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm actually might be. And, you know, like this, what if this actually is God telling me that this is what I'm meant to do. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. And it's a wake up call because, you know, being a people pleaser and, you know, wanting to make sure I appease to everyone else's needs and, you know, everyone's saying, I want you to do this and this and this, I try to accommodate, but I never really, I neglect to look into myself and be like, is this what I want to do? Yep. Do I want to be president of this club? Do I want to be? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> is this something that I want to do, right? Like, is this, yeah. do I feel called to do this or is this, is this a feeling right now? Right? Exactly. Yep. Definitely. But thank you so much, Miss Nash, for joining me thus far in this first half of the segment. I am so, so inspired by the talk we've had and I hope my listeners are as well. And we'll be right back after this break. Hello, this is Donetta D. Boring. I want to share with you my new book, 21 Days to Improve Your Sleep, Hygiene, and Lose Weight. It's a great book that provides guidance, tips, and techniques on how you can become more mindful, gain energy, and become more productive to grow your business. I appreciate you purchasing my book on Amazon, or you can go to my website, Donetta D. Mooring, which is D O N. A-T-A-D-M-O-O-R-I-N-G.com. Thank you for your support. This is Sydney Chandler-Lene, and I'm so excited to share with you my international podcast, Perfect Timing, that will be broadcasting on Mondays at 2 p.m. through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and so much more. We will have outstanding guests that will talk about their passions, goals, and dreams. Make sure you tune in and have a seat at the table where we will create a voice for us every Monday at 2 p.m. This is Sydney Collins of Perfect Timing. Welcome back, everyone. Again, I'm here with Miss Halima Nash, who is the entrepreneur and founder of Rosecrans Ventures. And I think it's such a beautiful organization that she's helping with us Gen Z talents and making sure that we have a, a spot in our world today. So welcome back. My next question for you is that you recently released a book called Faith Musings that is a follow up to Endless Summers. So what is the relationship between the two, if there is one? And tell us about what it is. So Faith Musings is, um, so the relationship between the two is they're both devotionals. So um, they are both, you know, books that are an opportunity if you need sort of a quick 
um, Bible study in the morning. Um, if you are looking for a quick inspiration or affirmation or devotional reading, uh, that's what they are. That that's what both of them are. The first one, endless summer, is more about balance. Like, how do you consider balance in your life? Whether that's work life, whether that's sort of like you know being energized in your faith and also be a being a worker in the world. You know, we mm -hmm. know that faith without works is dead. Um, it is. Uh, a really sort of like an ode to, you know, people that are doing a whole lot, but, you know, we all know that you can have hundreds of pages of things to read for a class or a hundred things on your task list. But if Christ is not at the center of those things, then it really is all for naught. So like, how mm -hmm. do we balance, but also keeping Christ at the center. And then faith musings is a different sort of kind of devotional because it's focused on the struggle in faith. Um, mm -hmm. In the pandemic, there were a series of things that I just really, truly struggled with um, in terms of believing. There were things that, uh, that were easy to believe. God created the heavens and the earth, right? Mm -hmm. um, but then there were things that I began to struggle to believe that, you know, God can move on my behalf in terms of family, that God can move on my behalf in terms of finances while the economy is crazy and people are losing their jobs. Yeah. It's very easy to just hone in on the stuff that you see, you know, yeah. like how do you manage relationships when social media makes you feel like you're missing out all of the time? How do you... Yeah you know, like look in the mirror as a black girl and see yourself as beautiful and loving and amazing when so many media messages just say that we just ratchet and ghetto, right? Mm -hmm. You know, like I'm, I, I started to write about the struggle in faith. There are chapters like Kanye crazy, where I talked about, you know, cancel culture, like Kanye just mm -hmm. been canceled in my brain for a real long time. But what does the Bible say about that? Right? You know, like, is it okay for me to just cancel people or am I right. supposed to do more work internally to love people with the love of Christ? So um, both books are devotional. They're also available um, on my website for folks to get. Um, and they focus on those concepts that I think a lot of us talk about. And some of us are even, even really nervous to talk about in public. Um, and each a chapter has a QR code that includes a worship song, a sermon, or something to sort of like a supplemental resource to support mm -hmm. whatever the theme of each devotion is. Wow. That is something that I need right now. Um, <laughs> you really, really spoke to me there about, you know, us trying to figure out what's going on in our lives while there's a million other things happening in the world, you know, like the whole like Black Lives Matter movement along with COVID happening at the same time. Something thrown at us that, you know, we weren't really expecting, but we had to try and navigate ourselves because no one has gone through this. This has never happened before. And so uh, going back to like being a people pleaser, you know, like being very empathetic, like I am very, very emotional. <laughs> and so it takes me a minute to be like, okay, okay, breathe, take a minute and, you know, let's yeah. keep pushing. And then like, so yeah. I think that book is something that I would really need. And, you know, um, something I've also noticed is, that is how like my faith has fluctuated. And it's like, it's not more so like not believing. It's just like the bond can be tighter. And, you know, I do have friends that help me and, you know, it's, re it's so refreshing to have Christian friends. It's so nice. Um, but, you know, we're able to talk about these things and be like, what's going on? You know, how do you feel about this? And, I want to create that bond again and, you know, really rely on God for, you know, whatever I need, because 
it says he will. So why would I, you know, neglect that? And so I think that book is something that I, and especially I think my listeners would love to read and enjoy as well. So where did the inspiration come for that? Why did you want to write these books that you think everyone else would need? Um, Also a really great question. You know, I just, I started to feel like as a leader, as a person that has a platform, as a person who, you know, I feel like you'll hear people say all the time, you know, Halima, you're so inspirational or, mm-hmm. you know, oh my goodness, I'm so inspired by you. You hear that so much. People mistake inspiration and being an inspirational character for perfection. Um, and I don't feel like as many people related to the fact that I was wildly, I am wildly imperfect. I also make mistakes. There are things that, you know, there are mistakes that I make all of the time. There are things that I'm confused about. There are moments where I get frustrated. There are moments where, where my belief struggles. And so I wanted to, um, tell that story so that people that find themselves in a similar position can feel like there is someone in some wavelength that is experiencing the same thing. And there is something really, really, really powerful about that. You know, you being able to see a mirror to feel like you're not really walking this journey out alone and also feeling like, you know what, you can still be a leader and be honest about the fact that you are not perfect. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, I wanted to take a moment to say, if I'm inspirational and, you know, I have your attention, let me talk to you about leaning in to the questions that you have when it comes to faith. Let me talk to you about forgiveness in friendships. Let me talk to you about establishing boundaries if you are a people pleaser. Let me talk to you about balance and not feeling like you have to work all the time, but prioritizing human connection. Those were all things that um, were important to me to share. And I feel really, really grateful that I could share them with Endless Summer. Wow. Again, spoke to me completely. And, you know, I think a lot of people need to think about those kinds of things, you know, really dig within themselves. And I completely agree with you on the whole, like, oh my gosh, you're so inspirational aspect because it's like, it kind of puts me up in a statue, like, come on, Sydney, no mistakes. <laughs> and so it took me a minute to realize, like, I don't, I don't have to be perfect all the time. I don't have to be, you know, this, pin, this pinnacle of like, whatever it is that I'm doing. And so sometimes I get to fall back and look at it. And then I also enjoy it when I get to be a leader in those aspects and be the example. And like the first time I did my solo episode, I was completely vulnerable and people were like, Sydney, I completely relate. And it was the best feeling because I knew that I was being open. I knew that was my most authentic self and it was getting to people. And so I think that is something that your book has done for your readers and anyone else who will be purchasing the book as well. And so I just really think we relate on that way. I want to be you when I grow up, honestly. (laughs) Well, that's funny because I want to be like you when I grow up. So yeah, all aligned. <laughs> yes, ma'am. So you're talking about you you spoke on how like when me being a black girl, you know, looking in the mirror and like what I see. Um, I've gotten better at being more positive with myself. But um, what do, what do you see when you look in the mirror? What do you say? Your what what do you say to yourself? Oh wow! You know what? It's interesting. It depends on the day, right? You know, depends <laughs> on the weather. <laughs> you know, like. There's some days where I extend grace to myself, you know, when I'm not feeling wonderful and beautiful. And then there are days where I really lean into those affirmations. You know, Halima, you are great. You are God's daughter. You are beautiful. You are loving. You are worthy. You are anointed. You are favored. You are blessed. You are healthy. And so like, 
you know, you sort of become in your mind what you repeat and what you tell yourself. Yeah. So if, you know, you're looking in the mirror and, you know, you are getting ready for the school day or getting ready for the work day and, you know, you want to say, I am beautiful, but you feel like you're having a hard time because you see a huge pimple right on the top of your nose. We have a tendency to focus on the pimple mm-hmm. as opposed to focusing on the full picture. There's still beauty there, regardless of blemish. So like this idea of extending grace to ourselves, um, I I just think is really important. That's why I say it depends on the day. There's some days that I'm like leaning into that and I'm a big post-it note person. um, So affirmations to the mirror so that I can Mm -hmm. read them. Mm -hmm. If I don't feel them, I could hear myself saying them out loud. Yep. Because you know, I'm again, I'm the same way with the post. It's like, sometimes I just have to look at it because like I'll walk in front of the mirror and I'm like, okay, one step at a time. And then I look at that post note and I'm like, okay, let's go. And so I think we really relate on that way as well. And I wonder what other, what other people do when, when they feel, you know, that they're not beautiful or they're especially young black women. And, you know, because of our society today, there's such a sickler on like, what's beautiful and what's not. And it's like, why don't we just let people be And like the number one rule of the Bible being love your neighbor. And so that is something that I try to implement into my life as well. And so I'm glad that you're able to either give yourself a little breather sometimes, or sometimes, you know, lean into that more affirmational side and, you know, allowing the moods to change because this is the life that we live and how we're supposed to experience it. We're not supposed yeah. to force ourselves to live or uh, feel a certain way if, we, if we're sad let us be sad. If we're happy, let us be happy and really sit in those moments. So because of those, we'll be able to learn what happens next time and how our body reacts to those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. For sure. I also would like to know who inspires you to be the person you are today. I already see you as your own entity doing your own thing and you are now my, one of my inspirations. So I want to know who inspired you to become that person. You know, I have a lot of inspirations. I have a mentor um, who I I talk to a couple of times a week who inspires me so much. She's just such an incredible mother, such an incredible executive, such an incredible human. Um, I have, you know, sort of an executive mentor, a woman who has done work in in Chicago for um, a long period of time and has longstanding relationships and sort of represents, you know, what I, I hope to you know, be and aspire to. Um, I think Melody Hobson, business executive, uh, is just a force um, to be reckoned with. Um, I feel very inspired by Yara Shahidi. I mean, my goodness, like every time she opens up her mouth to talk, I'm just like, you're so amazing. Awesome. Um, And, you know, there's also uh, biblical characters. Um, Hagar, I I find inspiration from in terms of her story and what she faced and and what she had to overcome. Sarah, same thing. Um, So, I mean, and I'm also blessed to also have peers that I'm inspired by. I'm I'm grateful to just have a circle of women and people, uh, whether they're people that I look at on TV or, you know, in my social media feed or people that I'm in relationship with that, um, that keep me going in terms of the life that they're living. And, and, you know, I imagine that there are people in your world that consider you to be that inspiration, um, whether they tell you or not. (laughs) Definitely. And again, like, many of those people that you mentioned are also inspirations of mine. They just speak with such wisdom and, you know, like, always have something to share with us that I think we can always take into account into our own lives. So I'm glad that you have those people and your uh, own peers that inspire you to be who you are today. Um, one more question before I let you go, sadly, what have you done in your, like 
you've mentioned everything you've done before, like being interns, you know, being CEOs, and you know, being a part of all these organizations before you are where you are today. Um, and you've definitely spoken at, you know, pitching your own business and, you know, doing speeches and things like that. Was there one that was different from all the others and that made you feel this was it? This is the pivotal moment. This is something that I feel like is different from the, all the other speaking engagements that I have that I think the audience really connected with. Was there ever a moment for that for you? Uh, for speaking specifically? Sure. Um, I would say uh, probably doing an event in the city of Compton in 2015, I believe it was, with Kendrick Lamar and the mayor of oh, wow. Compton. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking that I, it was during a period where I questioned myself a lot you know, like, you know, have I been doing the right thing? I'm trying to do these like social impact careers. I'm mm -hmm. nervous that I'm not making enough money. You know, like, should I switch careers? Like, what is it that I should do? And um, I was hired as a consultant for the city of Compton. And we did this event, a healthy Compton event where we were able to give um, healthy food to over 3,000 residents in the city of Compton. It was a really amazing opportunity. And I think, you know, sort of serving as a, a small speaker uh, for that felt just monumental because, mm -hmm. of, I, of course, I'm a huge Kendrick Lamar fan, but also because I'm from Compton. We both are. And mm -hmm. Um, you can look at this person who you admire greatly and to be able to come back to the city that you grew up in, in two separate spaces of success, to be able to serve your city, like mm -hmm. in that way, uh, was probably one of my favorite moments. Oh, that's beautiful. I'm glad that you're able to come back to that space and feel like you were doing something that was impactful as someone who is very inspirational that you were also inspired by, like Kendrick Lamar. I love his music as well. I'm glad that you're able to come back and really feel like you were doing something with what you were saying and the impact of it. Um, but before you go, I like to do rapid fire questions. They're not always rapid fire. I just like to call them that. But um, so my first one for you is if you had a superpower, what would it be and why? Uh, do they call it transporting? Um, okay. Like the ability to like blink my eye and be in another place? Yes. Mm -hmm. Give me that superpower. I was just, okay, because I was in school today and I was just asking my friends the same question. And you know, the only reason why I wouldn't do that is because I like the journey. Oh, you know, when my teacher was telling me how she was like studying abroad in Germany or something like that, and how she reconnected with all these random people through that. So I wonder, I was like, I wonder if that would ever happen if she just teleported, you know? But that's still a good thing to do. Like if you're running late, you just, you know, and you're there. <laughs> Or instead of taking a 12 hour flight, you can say- That's true, that's true. <laughs> I don't know if I'm still on plane for 12 hours. <laughs> yeah, teleportation, that's my superpower. What is a book you think everyone should read? Uh, Psalms, the book of Psalms in the New Testament, Old Testament. Definitely. What's another one? What's a movie you think everyone should see? Lady Sings the Blues old great movie about Billie Holiday uh, played by Diana Ross. It's just oh, wow. an excellent, excellent, amazing, beautifully shot movie. Did you see Respect? I did not. I still have not seen it. But <gasps> you have to see it. I, I saw it with my mom. Beautiful. Amazing. <laughs> All right. it's, it's still on the list. It's on the list. Let me know what, what you think when you watch it. I got you. All right. <laughs> 
What is something that you cannot live without? Flaming Hot Cheetos. Really? Yeah, I'm such a fan. It's a terrible, terrible habit. <laughs> it's not healthy at all. But, you know, I'll be having a bad day and I'll be like, you know what? I kind of want something. That's me with ice cream. And, yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. But thank you so much. This has been an amazing talk and I hope my listeners have taken something out of it. Um, please, 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 you guys go purchase her books. Uh, also leading into that, why don't you share with us how we can reach and follow you, the website to get the books and anything else, any other information that we would need. So go ahead and share all of that. Absolutely. So um, my website is halimanash.com. It's H-A-L-L-E-E, M is in mouse, A-H. Nash, N is in Nancy, A S is in Sam, H.com. You can purchase books through my website. Um, also, my company is www.rosecransventures.com. And the handle across Twitter uh, and LinkedIn and Instagram is Rosecrans Made. All right. Thank you so much, Miss Nash, again for joining me. And thank you to my listeners for listening. And this is Perfect Timing.